The preservation of humanity, molded and shaped into perfection by the hands of synthetic life. Imagine being brought into existence by a machine, raised and taught to be the prime example of humankind, given purpose only to find that everything you know is but an elaborate ruse. Feeling nothing but the cold touch of wires and steel, wondering what could lie beyond the walls of safeguarded confinement. Are there others like you out in the world, being kept secret to hide something sinister, or are they all really gone and forgotten? Join us today as we talk about the 2019 film, I Am Mother. Thank you and enjoy. All right, so I Am Mother, right? I picked this kind of at random. Like, I don't even think I watched a uh, a trailer. I just saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this one, <laughs> which uh, most of the other stuff I've either heard about or had some kind of a an idea of what it was about the other movies I've been picking. And uh, this one, like, like, it just kind of went into a blend. I think I almost watched um, this at one point. I saw it on Netflix and almost, uh, almost checked it out. This is nothing like anything I would have ever picked out. Two seconds and I was like, I'm going to hate this movie. But it was, I ended up not hating it. But yeah, I was like, this is nothing like I would ever watch on my own. Yeah, it's a little different, yeah. Have you seen um, Ex Machina? Is that an anime? No, or? I mean, it's a movie they did. I, I, there might be an anime somewhere. Um, it was yeah. a 2014 movie. This had very, very similar vibes to that. But it's a, it's about a an AI similar to the way the mother is. Anyways, we we'll check it out at some point, maybe. It's pretty good, okay. but it's it's very very similar vibe, very very similar vibe. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. I thought it was an anime for some reason. All right, so yeah, we got like this, what almost like a dystopian post apocalyptic world, right? Yeah. Um, these this robot or mother. Um, is raising these human embryos in this facility. It's like a repopulation facility, right? There's like six, I think 60, 63,000 human embryos in the facility itself. Yeah. We kind of start off seeing it, uh, like a montage of this child who was successful, um, kind of being raised by this android. And, um, I think it comes up and says, 13,867 days later, right? And she's supposed to be 18 years old. And I didn't catch it at first until later. Like, that's like 30-something years yeah. later, honestly. Yeah. Which, um, it starts to get a little suspicious right off the bat. Yeah, the whole thing, the, the whole thing's suspicious. Like, there's all, there's like a weird vibe of, like, the whole movie. Totally, yeah, yeah. And, um, looking back later, um, on the intro, or the intro, the, that montage, those are actually a few different children and we'll talk about that a little bit later but so yeah you have this child being raised you know you could tell she's a little like as she gets older she's kind of like wants to know more about the world outside and stuff and um you know mother's just kind of like telling her it's not safe out there and then they have that moment where the power shuts off right in the facility and she goes and kind of investigates and she finds that mouse that chews the wire and she captures it in a little water canister and shows it to mother. And she's like, you know, it's contaminated pretty much and it's not safe to touch. Mm -hmm. But it kind of gets daughter to like 
thinking, well, maybe the outside world is safe. You know, that there's maybe there's more out there. You know, it's like, yeah, if this mouse could survive out there. Um, so also, <laughs> this is the first movie you know, you never really have character names, and the ones you do learn, you never like see your meet, right? So it's just like, <laughs> and it's a really short cast. Um, so yeah, mother, daughter, and then woman who we meet later. Yeah, and interestingly, on the the cast, I don't know if you had anything on this. Uh, the voice of mother Rose Byron, that's uh, mm-hmm. that she plays opposite of um, uh. What's his name? We literally just watched, oh, Patrick Wilson in Insidious. Insidious. Not Conjuring, but Insidious. Yeah, Yeah, it's the wife from um, Insidious. Interesting. And then it keeps happening. We keep having these little connections. Yeah. It's like the the (laughs) 50 degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon or whatever it is, or three degrees, whatever it is. (laughs) Is that a thing? Yeah. Have you never seen that? No. I have to look at it. So, well, there's, there's the theory that everyone's connected by X amount of people, you know, like, your cousin yeah. knows has a coworker who has a friend who somehow is going to know someone in my family or something like that. Um, but there's, I've seen a twist on it where like any actor or actress can be connected to Kevin Bacon through like movies or, or works of anything they've done or relations yeah. in real life in like three or three or less people or something like that. I don't remember specifically, but um, anyways, <laughs> uh, Luke Hawker the guy that plays the physical mother, so like the dude in the suit, because obviously it wasn't the the woman in the suit. I didn't realize it was a suit, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's not CGI, and I doubt it's like a robot thing. It would have been easier, it seems like, to do some kind of suit. Um, well, anyways, yeah. the, whoever did the special effects, I'm assuming, or the motion capture, whatever, for this, the mother android, um, mm-hmm. also did uh, the motion capture for Krampus on the movie Krampus. I don't know if y'all saw that, the horror Christmas movie. I think- about that oh yeah 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 i want to watch that i've been actually in a christmas mood all day that's completely random i was in a christmas music all day so when you said that i was like hey <laughs> and then he does special effects and stuff and he's worked on a bunch of movies like elysium king kong lord of the rings doing just like general special effects it looks like yeah, a few peter jackson movies yeah yeah it's weird how we keep like you said keep getting these movies that are connected in some way you know like little connections mm-hmm. here or there yeah it's like on uh, if we do end up watching uh, Snowpiercer, one of the actresses was in one of the movies we recently watched. Yeah, yeah. And even the, like one of the other movies that I was going to pick that uh, Okja movie, it had like one of the same actors. And it was, yeah. It was really weird. I love how you guys keep connecting it to like actors in different movies, but I always like find a way to connect it to The Office in my mind. I'm like, okay, so how, oh can, my God. how are we going to reference The Office? <laughs> Well, the Hillary Swank one's easy. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, that one's too obvious. That's like the low-hanging it fruit is. here. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, so we have that moment where she finds a mouse, right? And Mother's like, it's contaminated, and she takes it to the incinerator and burns it, right? And we're like, oh, that's... Okay, PETA, chill. <laughs> right. Daughter's birthday rolls around, you know, and kind of whatever like she gets her like i think pajamas or something and she's like oh thanks you know and like you tell like she's raising like to be kind of like teaching her like just really academic stuff and she seems to be really intelligent for her age it's well they're she's being raised and i think she they explained that part but she's being raised to yeah. basically cultivate the next generation of humans yeah so that's why yeah. she's learning like medical and all that other stuff so around that time you hear she finds she's like pounding on the on the door right that's to the surface mm-hmm. 
you know, she like kind of goes over to the door. She opens like one interior door, right? With her hazmat suit on. And then you can like the woman says on the other side that she's been shot and like to let her in and stuff. And she kind of like gets a little freaked out, but like she wants to like let her in because she's probably super curious. You know, she's never seen another human before. Yeah. She closes that door and then kind of opens it up and lets her in. Yeah, I definitely liked it. I had, um, like I said, it reminded me of that other movie, the Ex, Ex Machina movie that I, I was saying. Mm. Um, and it it's very dark, kind of ominous, you know, mysterious. Uh, I like those kinds of movies where if you watch it a second time, you kind of get a little something else from it. You know, where it's like you, you catch things that were apparent or made obvious you just didn't catch yeah. because you didn't have the context of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it was for sure different from maybe not what I normally watch, but uh, like I said, I almost watched it at one point, but I don't remember something. There was something in the, like the description or something that I just didn't, um, I didn't jive with at first, but I mean, I'm glad I gave it a shot. I noticed a lot of portal references too. It's kind of interesting. Like even the really? even the little android kind of looks like Glados, like the voice they made uh, yeah. similar to you know similar sounding to Glados, or at least maybe it, they may not have been intentional, but that that was kind of cool. So I was getting the Cloverfield Lane like vibes up until this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So the Ten Cloverfield Lane, yeah, one. that one. And to be honest, I never finished that movie because I got it started making me anxious, so I just quit watching it. So when I got to that point in this movie, I was just like. Oh, God. And also, like, I don't really watch, like, sci-fi movies or robot movies anytime. Yeah. Any movies like that are, like, turned on. I immediately black out. I don't know what it is. So I was like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, the worst movie ever when I was watching it. But I did. Like, it was, like, interest whenever, like, Killer Swank was like, well, like, who is feeding the sea? Or, like, who is telling you those things? Like, whenever she was like, it's toxic outside. Or, like, you guys know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. I was like, that was kind of when I was intrigued, really. Like, I was like, hmm. Like, it's it's when I started getting those feelings. I was like, let's let's see how it goes. And then um, from there, like, it just kind of, like, caught my attention. But I was... As always, skeptical going into it, but I was extremely skeptical of this one because this was just something I would just absolutely never watch ever. But I did. I liked right, it. Right, yeah. It is a bit, uh, I mean, it is a sci-fi movie for sure. And honestly, I, I like sci-fi, but I don't normally watch like a sci-fi movie. Not, I haven't at least in a while. All right. So I had a thing that I was going to talk about, but instead, since this came up, I think this will be more fun. I found, and what it is, and I'll further explain this. There's a theory that there's six degrees of separation between any two people on Earth. So mm-hmm. by separation, I mean uh, between myself and Landry, six acquaintances, and I can make a link between myself and her. Well, it was taken further and made between Kevin Bacon and specifically actors. So I found a website. You can type in any actor's name, and it'll tell you the link to Kevin Bacon. So let's let's give this a <laughs> <Yeah>. shot. <laughs> and since we'll start this off with Patrick Wilson, just because he's popped up twice in a row now, I, I like the link. I feel like he's the reason why this, this popped up here. So find the link. All right, so Patrick Wilson was in a movie called Little Children with Will Lehman. Will Lehman was in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, no, Mikey, give me a give me an actor that you want it. 
see the connection here. All right, Christoph Waltz. Remember we were talking about yeah. him the other night. Christoph. Let's see if I can spell this. I'm not even sure how to spell it either. Christoph Waltz. Here we go. Find the link. Oh, this one's an easy one, too. Christoph Waltz was in Pact with the Devil with Ron Leah. Ron Leah was in Criminal Law with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Landry. Okay, I'm going to do my favorite actor of all time, Nicolas Cage. Uh, I feel like I feel like they I were in a movie yeah. together. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay that's my second. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We'll see. Nicholas, <laughs> we'll see Nicholas Cage first. Oh wow, they were in a movie together. But so Nicholas Cage was in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, which is actually a pretty good movie, by the way, with someone named Shay Wingham, which I don't know that guy. Oh, you would recognize him. He's in, uh, I think, The Godfather or something like that too. But Shay Wingham was in Cop Car with Kevin Bacon. Jesus. Wow. I didn't expect it to be this short of connections each time. <laughs> Does Kevin Bacon have like the That's same type crazy. of like acting profile or like career as Nicolas Cage where he's been in like every he's just movie? Done, yeah, he's just done like a <laughs> bunch of just kind of, I don't know, a little bit of everything, right? Like just touched everything. All right. Who's your second yeah. favorite? We'll do a couple more and then we'll, we'll move on because this uh, is funny. I want to <laughs> see it not funny. work. <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> okay. I hope this is a harder because I feel like he's been in like two movies. He does a lot of indie films, yeah. Literally just the same amount of links. Uh, Michael Sarah was in Molly's Game with Jeremy Strong, <gasps> which Molly's Game is also a really good movie. I love we'll that. We'll probably movie. do that. Yeah, we'll probably do that here at some point. Jeremy Strong was in Black Mass with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I forgot he was in Molly's Game. Yeah, that was easy. One. Yeah. Player X or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's try one of the people from this movie here. Hillary Swank, I feel like, would be too easy. Yeah. Although, if Hillary Swank would be too easy, literally everybody in this movie would be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try the daughter, the, the girl that plays the daughter. Clara Rugard. She was in Teen Spirit, which it's got to be a 2018 movie. With Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall was in Frost slash Nixon. That looks like an oh, 2006 or 20, 2008 movie with Kevin Bacon. So yeah, you can't <laughs> escape the bacon, man. Kevin Bacon is... Uh, and, and you can almost replace... I mean, if you think about it in a real life sense, I mean, it's probably really similar how you know some of us know other people. And yeah. Too. Just, you just can't really like... Think of it in the same way, almost. Yeah, so that's that's the theory is you do that works with literally anyone. I don't know. I don't know the exact origin of the meme of Kevin Bacon being at the origin of the or at the the center yeah. of this, but I, I don't know where I saw it. <laughs> All right. All right. So I have some. I was today years old, and I learned. I actually learned this on TikTok yesterday. And I was so happy because actually it was raining at work and I went and told everybody this fact that I learned and everyone was just like, yeah, like I already knew that. So y'all may know it, but I was, I had no idea. So basically like if you look at the weather, say like whatever city you're in, you type it in, like say I'm in Dallas. I'm like, I look up the weather in Dallas and it says there's a 20% chance of rain. You think that, okay, well, there's a 20% chance of rain today, right? No, mm -hmm. it means that 20% of people in that area are going to see rain. So it's going to I rain. recently learned that as well, actually. <laughs> I was just line. talking about this today. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. funny. I guess that makes sense, yeah. 
You wouldn't really think of it that way, but we were we were talking about this literally today. But wouldn't that functionally be the same thing? So let's say because what it is, it's the you know what you said twenty percent chance of rain. So twenty percent of the people in the reporting area are going to get rain for sure. But isn't that still the same as you have a twenty percent chance of rain today? You know, because you have a twenty percent chance of being in that area. I guess I don't know. I feel like I'm overcomplicating. No, it. I know what you're saying, and like, yeah, I've just never, you know what I mean. Like, I've never put that much thought into yeah. it. So, like, no, I, I was. It blew my mind earlier too. I was actually talking about that earlier today. I think I saw it probably on TikTok. Yeah, I like that's where I learned all my facts. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I learned everything from TikTok. TikTok be t- teaching us yeah. more than the Texas school system. <laughs> but it's <no>. true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another, and when I saw this one, I, I was like Dinkelberg, but it was like about mm-hmm. red lights because I found out that the average person will spend six months of their life waiting at a red light, like waiting on it to turn green. And I know mm-hmm. I've spent at least a year at one specific light. I don't know if y'all have a light like that, mm-hmm. that just like will not turn. The punishment light. You literally put it in park, yeah. put your feet up, open your Christmas presents, like... <laughs> you roll forward a little bit to see if maybe it triggers yeah. it. And you're like, ah. Just like that's when you pop a right and then just like do do like a U-turn and then just turn right at the, at the other <laughs> way. <laughs> Honestly, I've had a couple times where I'm like, there's nobody around. I'm like, I'm just going for I'm it. So <laughs> and, and, and that's when there's a traffic light <laughs> and they mail you a, a ticket. Yeah, I don't suggest I don't suggest anybody does that. Nobody do that. Yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah so so daughter hears the pounding on the door she opens it up she lets the girl in she sees it she's hurt she's like you gotta stay here mother's coming we'll come back for you right so she leaves her there and uh takes off and i think um when she comes back right it's like the following morning she'd been there like maybe fell asleep or something um she'd been there I don't know how she didn't bleed out if she got shot, but um, so she goes. The so daughter goes in there, finds the woman laying on the ground. She kind of rifles through her things a little bit and uh, finds a gun. She kind of just like pockets that. Um, she wakes her up and is like, "I can help you, but we're gonna have to like hide, have to hide you from mother." So she goes and stays in like the uh, I think it was the room with the incinerator, right? Yeah, I think so. So she. Yeah, so she takes her in there, um, where she's kind of like hiding and stuff, and I think, um, I forget what happens in between there, but I mean, mother ends up finding her, right, and then she freaks out and grabs her gun and, and shoots her, so mother seems like she wants to help the woman who was shot, right, mm-hmm. so she comes up to her and is like, I can help you, and then the woman's like, no, I don't trust you. It's like, there's, yeah, basically because there's other droids yeah, she's, drones. that's what she they call was shot them? by. They call them something uh, specific. Do- she calls them dozers. Dozers, yeah. Calling. I thought that was really yeah. weird. You know, I was expecting a second plot twist where we found out Hillary Swank was a boy. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's another movie. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> the woman was, she says that she was shot. The woman says she was shot by a, a droid. You know, it mm-hmm. looked like her or whatever. The dozers. Um, yeah. So, she's like... Mother's like, um, you know, I want to help you, and I want to, like, if you know there's uh, humans and stuff, you know, at the surface, and we kind of start to learn a little more about, you know, that. 
really um, pressing for locations. Like every time mother asks the woman, you know, where's your camp? Yeah. Where are the people? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, um, mother is like kind of like poking and prodding a little bit. And she's like, the woman's like, doesn't really want to talk to her, which is kind of just standoffish. Doesn't trust her because he's a droid, you know? Um, so they take the woman to, um, they kind of lock her in a room. It's like the medical so room. Gives her some antibiotics. And is like, take this. I'll let you do it yourself. And they kind of lock her in there. Um, and then the, I think the daughter just kind of comes up to her eventually and just tries to talk to her a little bit. And she's like, you know, that's when they kind of find out or you start to see that, oh, maybe this isn't what it, what it really appears to be. You know, it's like, it's safe outside and mother's kind of making up stuff and you learn she's kind of just keeping a lot of secrets from her from uh from the daughter a little bit mm-hmm. so i think that's when daughter comes and like starts talking to uh talking to mother something about how mother doesn't remember where she came from right mother said i don't remember her saying she doesn't remember mother said she didn't remember where she came from i don't remember I think, that part i, I may think have missed saying, that. like she, she doesn't remember exactly where she came from i think is what um, but she said the woman's gonna die basically because she's refusing the treatment. Yeah. Um, well, I know that's when they go back and she's basically septic. Uh, the woman is yeah. septic from the bullet wound, and yeah. and mother's like, you know, you didn't want my help. You you left fragments of cloth, and there's the bullet. Like you're gonna, yeah. you know, she's infected. Yeah. So she didn't trust her the the android to do it. Woman doesn't. So she's like, I'll let. I'll let the girl do it. Well, like, daughter stepped up and volunteered. Yeah, so she seemed a little more trusting of her. So she, oh, I think ahead. that I was just saying, I think that's kind of an important part because you know, mother was a a bit skeptical or was seemingly skeptical at first about letting her do it or letting the daughter do it, but seemed pretty happy that daughter was willing to step up and you know do what they had been training to do pretty much daughter's whole life. The medical training yeah. and all the tests and, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was she was rough looking. She was all bleeding out. She gives her the uh, the operation, extracts the bullet from her, and then around the same time, she takes that exam. Right, mm-hmm. uh, she finishes her exam, which she's kind of doing these like series of tests throughout her life, I guess, to kind of see where she's at, maybe uh, intellectually and stuff. Um, and um. So she passes, and I think, and that's when she, as a reward, she lets her, she let her pick um, the embryo. Yeah, well, I think before that happens, I'm pretty sure mother's talking to daughter about the woman not being honest, and then says, "Oh, you know, the bullet is from one of her own, not one of the ones that the dozers use." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the daughter goes and confronts her about that, you know, and the woman says. Did you see it with your own eyes? And that, you know, after the mouse, seeing the mouse earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and then the kind of other inconsistencies, now daughter, after hearing about the bullet, is really questioning things. You know, she's wanting to see it for herself. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure she finds that bullet before the... Doesn't doesn't the whole bullet thing happen before... No, she does pick the... She picks the embryo first because she finds the bullet and then immediately goes to the furnace. But I think she was told that before she takes the test. So I think the woman tells her, did you see the bullets yourself? Then she takes the yeah. test, picks the embryo, and mm-hmm. then yeah, she finds goes and looks at it because she notices 
that yeah. the embryo she when she picks she, it's like there's two missing right mm-hmm. yeah so she starts to kind of investigate the facility a little bit and she sees that um that mother had lied about the caliber size there's two totally different bullets and then she discovers that there's two like her um two other embryos missing that were deemed failures and aborted so she goes and starts digging through the incinerator and finds like bones in there it's right? like a piece of jaw or something crazy yeah and um, that's what it kind of goes back to the beginning. And that's what got me thinking that that kind of montage in the beginning was some of the other children. Yeah. So that one that was incinerated that she found might have been like about seven or so, which got me. This is this is a little bit of a theory. But the woman, I think, might actually be one of the first two children because she would be about the in her 30s. Yeah. So that you're, you're right. It's not actually even a theory because um, I mean, I will, we can probably get further into this, probably get further into this. But. You're right, though. So the woman is embryo number one. Embryo number two is the little girl we see uh, at one mm. point. So the woman we see being born at the beginning. Embryo number two is the the little kid that we see later on. Yeah. And then, so daughter, we don't see daughter as a child. We see daughter as a basically like a 18, right? She's 18 or something yeah. in that. Yeah, mm. because if you remember very, very end when mother goes to daughter and I mean basically mother talks to to the woman in the the yeah. little box thing and that's kind of yeah. where it, it ties that all together but we'll go into that more once yeah. we get there yeah so she finds out and that's when we kind of see that um you know mother's hiding a bunch of stuff from her and <clears throat> yeah. she kind of gets upset and she's like after talking to um the woman she's like you know we need to get to the mines and stuff and she's like well I don't want to leave my brother um they were going to leave like the next morning because yeah, yeah. I guess they have some kind of accelerated growth too, which makes mm-hmm. the the time period even more interesting because clearly they didn't need nine months for uh, yeah. was was the gestation period? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were kind of in that incubator thing. Yeah, they kind of accelerated like nine matrix, hours or something. Yeah, the matrix bulb. Yeah. yeah, so they start planning on leaving the mines, and the next day. She goes and then like that's when mother kind of intervenes and's like, look, I know what's going on, and she plays like the little recording of their conversation. That's a plot and then she locks, <laughs> yeah, and then she locks daughter in the in that room. Um, and I think she starts talking to the woman and stuff about, you know, that maybe pulls out that that book she had right with the sketches in it and stuff with mm-hmm. faces, and starts kind of drilling her more about the people and the minds and stuff. Yeah, you know, telling her that you know she's just trying to keep her daughter safe here and it's. You know, the outside isn't safe. Ever safe. Doesn't she, like, stick her hand in her gunshot wound or something? Yeah, she, yeah, like, she fingers, oh finger, finger, fingers the fresh wounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she had made it, she had kind of crafted a bit of a shank there, a little prison shank out of some bedpost. You know, yeah, it cuts that, like, hydraulic line or whatever. It starts, like, yeah, attacking Mother with it. Um, so they they make their escape. Um, after going outside, yeah, daughter and woman just, get out. Yeah, yeah, the two. Uh, you see that the world's kind of just pretty desolate for the most part. I mean, it's all like burned down trees and like the gra- the ground's all just black sand and stuff. Yeah, well, then they pass all those crops too, though. Yeah, yeah, and you see the huge flying thing kind of fly over them. Yeah, and the woman, um, the woman says the- that they showed up about six months ago, and then the yeah. air became breathable. As she's like, there wasn't breathable mm-hmm. before that. Yeah, and you see like the cornfields, and she'd found like that corn in her bag, I think, right? Like corn cob or something. I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, she said that the air wasn't stable until the robots came and stuff. Um, the woman was saying that. Um, so they kind of keep walking. They end up on this beach with all those, like a big wrecked ship in the background. This kind of covering these shipment containers. And that's what she kind of shows her, like, this is where I live. And then she's like, well, where's the mines? And she's like, well, I fled the mine a long time ago. I haven't seen any humans in a really long time. Yeah, she says once the food ran out, they got, you know, it got terrible there. Yeah. You know, mother was talking to daughter earlier on and was saying that, you know, humans, she's basically telling daughter that you're better than everyone that because humans are going to only look out for themselves, they're always going to look out for their best interests. And basically at that moment, daughter's realizing that she was basically used to get out because the woman yeah. wanted to get out. She was lied to and used. And so it's like, wow, humans yeah. suck. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Yeah, plot twist. Oh yeah, um, and kind of going back on that, and and uh, a little bit about that book that you see the sketches in. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a little bit of trivia here. The book that the woman uses to draw her sketches in is a paperback copy of Edgar Rice Burroughs' The Gods of Mars. There mm -hmm. are thematic similarities between the book and the film. Both feature characters that are being misled about the true nature of the world they live in and arrival of an outsider exposing the, de the deception. So that's kind of interesting. I love little Easter eggs like that in movies. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So she's like, you know, I, I have to go back. Uh, the daughter's like, I have to go back and get my brother, you know, and she's like, we can't leave here. Like you'll run into dozers on the way, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> so she kind of goes out and she's like sitting um, out by the water for a while. Um, and this is something I was kind of thinking. I don't know. This is maybe a little silly, but the or she does kind of some origami in the beginning, right? You see a lot of that mm -hmm. and you see... She makes that little dog, the origami dog thing. But I was thinking, like, the origami thing is kind of interesting because origami is like you kind of you shape things out of paper and stuff. And I imagine Mother taught her how to do that, maybe books or something. Yeah. But it's almost like what Mother's doing to her as a human is shaping her under what she wants. Yeah. Be, you know? For sure. Um, it was a Blade Runner reference, too. Oh, yeah, the little dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, the or origami dog. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it was supposed to be. So there was some like um, religious memorabilia in there too as well. Um, and you see at one point she had like a little cross or maybe a rosary uh, the woman did. Mm -hmm. um, and she was saying, I think, a prayer at one point when she was captive um, in the facility. Um, which is another interesting thing because she prays to Mother Mary, right? Who kind of has a similar... Um, kind of an interesting thing if you and this is kind of going into a little bit of religion but uh, mother mary you know who's a virgin gave birth to jesus almost like daughter who was conceived in a you know a kind of a miracle sense but a, by a machine and then you know and like this incubation tank yeah, thing the old jesus allegory yeah yeah there was a little bit of like a little bit of that in there that i noticed and there's just lots of philosophy kind of plays a big role in her and daughter's world in a sense too, if you think about it. For sure. Yeah. So we get, um, we get it kind of, the woman comes outside and sees that, uh, daughter just taken off and she mm -hmm. leaves a little origami dog and, you know, we cut to her just kind of running back to the facility. You know, good job on her for <clears throat> being able to navigate back after never being outside in her whole life. I get lost going across the city without GPS. So. I used my GPS to get to work every single day and I've worked there seven months. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a little embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a safe space, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so she makes her way back, you know, and it's probably super overwhelming, I imagine, but she doesn't really have much time to take it all in, you know, because there's a lot going on, but, you know, just touching actual ground and seeing the sky and the water and everything, and even though it's all pretty desolate. and Yeah, it would definitely be stimulating compared to the musty bunker thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she, she shows up at the facility, and there's just, like, a bunch of these droids out in the front of it, and they're just instantly, like targeting her um and she's like i just want to speak to mother and they're like okay and they just kind back, of back off, off yeah. and let and let her in um which i was like well how do they know i don't i was kind of like confused at that part um why they were all out there but i, I kind of figured there was you know they're all connected in some way but mm-hmm. um so she goes inside and then mother's like there with a the baby and uh super creepy by the way the whole vibe yeah. of this scene was creepy yeah, seeing like a an android being like maternal and stuff, and it was the kind flashing of lights, yeah, yeah. Um, so she goes in there and daughter arms herself with an axe and stuff because she's like expecting some kind of resistance. And they're talking a little bit, and um, we start to learn that mother's says so she's basically out to make a better human race, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and basically the droids are what wiped out. The humans, right? They'd, and I imagine that's what happened with the oxygen. That was maybe part of it. Um, she said that the oxygen was unstable. And this is what I'm thinking. They're just doing several different things to like kind of wipe out the population. Yeah. So um, she's like, I just want to take my brother and, and stuff. And uh, mother's like, you know, I think she starts, that's when she starts to realize that she might be maybe ready to kind of take care of the the child and the embryos and stuff um and at one point you know she after she explains you know that uh, something about her being gone but you know she's not really gone because there's like a single consciousness right all the droids are connected um to some higher consciousness um whatever that means we don't we don't really get a whole lot of that yeah well, daughter's about to shoot the uh yeah. cpu yeah. And uh, that's, that's when mother's like, it, it won't matter because all the rest of the dozers at this point are trying to like break in. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, they're all breaking in through the door that she had, the airlock door that she had uh, kind of dismantled so they couldn't open it, but they start making their way in. Um, yeah. So mother grabs the gun that she's holding up to her and just like, you know, it doesn't matter if you destroy me or kill me or whatever, basically, because they're all just a single consciousness. <laughs> so they're all connected. They all know what's going on. And so she shoots her and takes, she takes the, well, she takes the child, yeah, and then shoots her. So after that, we kind of see... Daughter's, like, determined and, like, starting the process to make a bunch of babies. Yeah, basically. yeah. So basically, uh, you kind of see this um, kind of her taking up the mantle of what mother would be, or what mother was, and kind of and raising these embryos and uh, essentially just rebuilding humanity, you mm-hmm. know, um, in, a better, in a better light and hopefully doing it right this time, in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of one she was like, you know, it doesn't matter because I think you're ready for this anyway. Maybe it wasn't the way she wanted it to go, but um, the way Mother wanted it to go. And that's when we see, I guess, another android, but it's like you hear Mother's voice again. She kind of go back to that shipping cart and talk to uh, Hillary Swank's character. Yeah, the woman. And she's, yeah, and she's like, kind of wonder how you've stayed alive this whole time and like maybe you had a purpose, which kind of brings up the whole, you know, thing about her being one of the experiments i think that everything happened exactly according to mother's plan 
when she's yeah. when when mother's talking about the and this is where I was kind of confused and you may have been mixed up where mother didn't remember the origin. Now, Mother may have said that at one point, but I know the woman says that she doesn't remember where she was from, that she showed mm-hmm. up at the mines as a baby and they just took her in. Yeah. Um, Mother, I'm pretty sure, so it's it's all one collective consciousness, kind of like the Geth and Mass Effect or you know, any, yeah. any Legion-type network where Mother is controlling all the droids. And the first baby was made... So the first embryo was made and then immediately brought to the mines because that was yeah. going to be part of the, the long-term plan. The second baby obviously failed, was terminated, and the third one was daughter, was working yeah. well. You know, she was learning properly. And then what was coming to be basically, I mean, she's 18, she's passing these tests, so now mother mm-hmm. has to make sure that she's actually better because that was kind of a... a a pushing point that they made where humans were selfish and mother said that she was made by humans to look after humans. And this is at the very end when she's monologuing, when mother's monologuing. Yeah. And she says that she couldn't stand by and watch her creators destroy themselves. So she knew she had to do something. And so that's when, like you said, assuming started destroying the air um, mm. or whatever that she did to kill humans. But then also was killing other humans, but keeping the woman alive so that the woman was, in all intents and purposes, a normal human so that yeah. she could then later lead mother there because she was shot. And it's not hard to think since they were all one consciousness that mother had dozers essentially heard the woman mm-hmm. to the area because the air is now breathable from the crops. So it yeah. was being protected before. Now it's not the woman was herded here. To show that daughter that humans are selfish by having the woman basically lie to her yeah, and take advantage exactly. of her. And so at the end, she's like making this stressful scenario where the woman or the daughter basically has to choose between her own sort of safety with humans or coming back to, to free the kids or help continue what her job was supposed to be. And then when she insisted, yeah. she's like, I can do this, just, you know let me do it myself. And she's like, if you need me, she's like, I won't and shoots her. You know, that was what mother I think was hoping would happen the whole time because then daughter was doing exactly what she was supposed to do after that. And it kind of goes back to that. I think that really important scene with, um, when they're doing that test and it's like, there's one healthy person and then like the five sick people and you can sacrifice yourself to save the other ones or sacrifice them and i think that's kind of what it is on a larger scale it's like you can save yourself and the woman and your brother or whatever or you can stay here and uh, help your entire humanity in a sense you know um utilitarianism of it like where yeah it's like okay well like i don't know are they like bad or good like is it because like what they're doing is overall yeah. good for like human race i guess you yeah. know but but yeah it could be considered bad yeah like mother may have destroyed an infant but it worked yeah. out better for human race, right? Something else that kind of uh, that kind of solidifies that idea of um, the woman being uh, one of the the first embryos is she remembers Johnny Carson. I remember she was showing her that's like all she watched on the little tablet thing was Johnny Carson. So maybe it was kind of the same thing she, when she was little. She was watching it all the time too, you know, because that's maybe what what she was giving them them to watch and stuff. So yeah. that might she doesn't really remember where she came from, but for some reason she remembered Johnny Carson, you know. Yeah, maybe that's why. 
but yeah, all in all, I think uh, I would recommend it. I think it was really good. It, kind of a sleeper hit. You know, I don't really, I've not seen much with Hillary Swank in it in a while that I can think of uh, off the top of my head. Mm. But it was, it was a good movie. I would definitely recommend it. I agree. Like you said, not really your thing with you know, sci-fi and stuff. But. Yeah, um, I did. I did like it. So I I agree that it is interesting and kind of like um, what I said. Like, I think that like shows or even like movies based around like utilitarianism are interesting, mm-hmm. even if I don't like really like agree overall, like with the like mm-hmm. theory but I do think that they make they are interesting to watch. So I did, and I kept yeah. kind of getting those vibes. I don't know if it's like truly is, but that's what I kind of kept coming back to in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was sketch at first, which I don't think I've ever not said that about something we've watched. <laughs> but this one was <laughs> always apprehensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but this one was like, as soon as I saw a robot, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> Yeah. But it was good. It took me a minute to recognize Hillary Swank because she was dirty. But other than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I so sticky. Yeah. I was like, I was like, is that oh my god? And then that's when I had the whole flashback to is she attractive or not? Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend it. Um, so I like movies with small casts like this. You know, I think um it kind of gives a chance to really see especially like younger actors and stuff too i, th- I think um the girl who played daughter did a really good job you know for being so young i think it's mm-hmm. kind of one of her first big films too right i mean i believe so yeah sense. yeah they're kind um, of like starring roles yeah um i i did like the the fact that like them i mean essentially one of the main characters was an android you know it was like kind of devoid of feeling and of really true feelings as far as we know i don't they don't really dive into the whole ai thing with them but um i think if you don't dive too deep into this or if um you don't give it a second watch you might kind of miss a lot of stuff like we were talking about you know mm-hmm. um, maybe the ending might even seem a little odd um um, I I mean I really liked it. I think it, it was as a random kind of pick I did. Uh, it turned out to be pr- pretty good. I mean, there's like I, I kind of wish it would expand on like some things here and there, but nothing really, honestly, like vital or detrimental. Just stuff that I'm just out of curiosity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would recommend it. Yeah, for sure. I think this is uh, it's fun and it, it kind of borders on like different genres here and there sometimes, you know. But mostly yeah, it's kind of like a mystery drama. sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Looks like it was a thumbs up all around. Yeah. A little bit of a surprise, honestly. I, wasn't, I watched it and I, I wasn't sure what you guys were going to think. I was like, well, I guess we'll see. But that's the, the beauty of this is we try different things. And we'll see you in the next one. For Geek Squad, where, where the, the geeks, geeks talk. talk.